Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. And welcome to the Alternative Property Management Show. We're here again, yes. It's only now, how many is it? Two weeks? Two weeks, just over two weeks to the PMC at the Takina Event Centre in the nation's capital, Wellington. I am your host, David Faulkner. I'm also the MC for the PMC. And again, I am joined for uh, this episode with Harrison Vaughan from Tommy's Property Management, Will Alexander from Bailey's. He's up there drinking his tea. And uh, we've also got a special guest, and this lady is an absolute gun of a BDM. She's going to be on the business development panel, which is going to be facilitated by Will Alexander. Nick Elliotson from Lodge City Rentals in the Tron. Nick, how are you doing? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Really good, thanks. Okay, well, it's great to have you, and thanks for coming on. We're always uh, grateful to get people on, particularly, uh, you know, because three blokes talking, we need we need that feminine touch sometimes that can, you know, makes us, you know, flow a little bit better. Anyway, uh, boys, how's the week been? How's the week been? What have you been up to? Uh, Will, we'll go to you first. What have you been up to this week? Well, it's Monday, so... Um, Monday, isn't it? We normally do this on a Tuesday, but we've got Melbourne Yeah, Cups yeah, tomorrow. we do. We do. Oh, mate, look back up in Auckland, flew up last night. Um, it's actually kind of cool flying up last night because the airport was full of people that just been in the Hawke's Bay for a very beautiful sunny weekend, partying, weddings. Uh, it was just nice to see people out and about. You know, it felt summery. Everyone's wearing their hats, as you do when you go to the vineyards and all that kind of stuff. So it was really cool. Um, it's good to see, actually. feels like summer. Alison, is it summer in Wellington yet? Probably that doesn't happen no, until about no, February, middle of February. Yeah, that's about right. What's the temperature? About 12, 13? Probably about 12 or 13. Yeah, that's lovely. It's stunning. It's sideways wind. Um, didn't do much this weekend. Had my first baby shower, so I'm starting to get to that age where my mates are having kids. Uh, so that's oh. a bit scary. Uh, and spent most of today in tribunal and in court in Wellington Central uh, Courthouse, which was good fun. It was it's quite a... Um, it's a complicated uh, tribunal case whereby the body corporate was prohibiting us doing certain things, which then made oh, us non-compliant. This is, what, this is what you form me up about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You see, he still comes to me for the big tricky ones. You know. <laughs> yeah, noted. I didn't get. Oh, actually, I did get a missed call the other day. Was that? For it was. This? It was actually about this, but Dave called me back first, so. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I feel like I've just sort of stepped up in the world. Wow. <laughs> Find the ranks. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I, I, I'll tell you what we did last week, boys, and, and Nick, for that matter. We did, um, and, and, and this is some of the stuff I'll ask you about as well, Nick. We did a, an investor night with Chris Pettis. We've done a number of these now, and we did one post-election, uh, and, and we had about 50, 60 people turn up for it in Parmic. Really, really good, and it went off so really well. And some of the things that uh, Chris was talking about, and and I mean, Nick, I'll probably turn to you here. Uh, he reckons that we're going to see another property boom, and the fact that we're seeing a very strong net migration coming into New Zealand um, believes that you know again we've got to have a shortage of property, which may lead to 
you know, talk of property prices going up by, say, 10% in 2024. Not sure what that's going to do um, with rents. But, Nick, you know, let's turn to you first. What what are you seeing on the ground there in, in, in the nation's finest city, Hamilton? Yeah, we, we've started tracking. It's quite an interesting statistic. So we track the number of tenants that have moved into Hamilton from out of town. So when we're tracking our lease properties, each month we're keeping a track of that data. So last month, 30% of our lease properties um, were to people moving from out of town. So that's throughout the country, obviously, and as well as overseas. And Mm. what I'm seeing is we've got some really big projects going on as well around the inland port and the uh, Peacock's development. And what I'm hearing from those, the companies that are involved in that is that they're having to get workers, the highly skilled workers, some of them they're having to pull from other parts of the country. So Mm. even Queenstown, Auckland, Tauranga, and so they're they're looking for housing for these for these workers. So it's Hamilton's certainly booming in in that respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, see, I, I see it on the camera there, Nick. I'll come see you in a minute, Will. But that inland port. Can I just ask you about that? Because I saw you do a video about that. What impact? I mean, how big a, a project is that, and how many people is that bringing into Hamilton? Uh, it's, it's huge. It's the scale. Like I hadn't been until I did that video. I hadn't been down there, and you feel very insignificant from the size compared to the size of the dwellings, like the the buildings that are going on there. Like just huge. The Kmart is just unbelievably huge. That building, and um, the mask building. Like there's yep. just the logistics. It's it is really really bringing a lot of people to Hamilton and just driving yeah driving a lot of activity and it's really helped obviously those um that Waikato Expressway is now great and easy accessible to other parts of the country so it's yes yeah, what a road what a road I love the Waikato it really Expressway. it's it's very oh. creative isn't it I mean trust God. Hamilton to come up with the inland port I mean for centuries cities are built around ports for obvious reasons and uh I can see Palmy adopting something like this. Apparently I mean, it's, how does. else do you get people there? Apparently inland port. Has. We have an inland port. We have an inland port. Yeah. yeah. You, we, uh, we, Hamilton is just following Palmy. You can forgive a sailor for getting confused. I mean, they might turn up, you know, and does not want to bargain for. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, what are we going to ask, Will? Are you going to ask next something? Well, it's mostly about the inland port, but no, actually, uh, I'm I'm really glad uh, you're on the show, Nick, because what are the, I mean, BDMs getting it right. I mean, the others will, will everyone who's been involved in property management will understand this. What is the recipe for success? I mean, it's so hard to get it right. Um, you know, my observations of where it works and where it doesn't work. I mean, there's, there doesn't seem to be a common denominator. What's the recipe for success in your in your opinion? For me, I know from talking to other BDMs around the country, everyone seems to do it a little bit differently, depending on obviously the size and scale of your operation and, and how the management structure and things work. I think for me personally, I quite like the way that, that we do it in terms of I manage a very small portfolio myself, so I only look after about 20 properties. 
I find looking after 20 odd properties still keeps my hand in when there's technology changes. I still have to do, you know, do all the groundwork as well. So I'm understanding, you know, from the when I'm handing over a property to getting it signed up and the continuation on there. So that's really handy. Um, otherwise, only managing such a small portfolio really does free up the good share of my time to be out in the field getting business. Um, I think that so how I work is I'll do the initial send out the appraisals, the proposal, deal with the signups. I deal with compliance as well. So I make sure that the property is healthy homes or we're, or we're doing all the right things in mm. order to get there before I hand over to the property manager. Then I do a, an introduction to the property manager and then it's theirs. And I sort of, I just keep my hand in by checking in with that property manager, making sure that we're on track, asking for tenancy updates, you know, like because I've obviously talked to the owners about the type of tenants that we think would be appropriate for the property. So yeah, just just doing it like that. Cool. Can, can I ask, Nick, you know, so the reason why, because you used to be a property manager, didn't you? How long How long you been at Lodge for? We should have really got a bit I've of been five, five before years. we got into it. Yeah. Five years. Yeah. I've been in hospitality for 20 years and then that's owning bars and restaurants and running multi-venues, so managing teams of sort of 70 between places before we sold up businesses just before COVID, obviously, and um, then it was I just I had no idea what I wanted to do and my sister works for Lodge still does and right. she's a property manager and she just said well how about you come and try this and I never I, I just wasn't it was not on my sort of radar of things to, to give a go and I really haven't looked back I like I love it I think a lot of those hospitality skills are easily transferable into it's it's people it's customer service it's those relationships that you know and a really easy transfer from hospitality it's amazing how many people come from a hospital background into property management and do well. I mean, that's how I got started. I, I, yeah. My background was in hospitality management. And, and so do you still manage a small portfolio? Is is the reason behind that is so you've still got your finger on the pulse in the industry? You, you, you're still connected to what the property managers do? Is that the reason for it? That's for me personally. I, I chose to do that. And it's the, my portfolio is generally it's it's people that I, I know or I've looked after for some for, for you know all sorts of different reasons that I've just kept kept in there. But it really is like I, you know, I still know that I need to be able to do everything that the property managers do if I'm called upon to do it. So it yeah, it just keeps my finger in. Yeah, yeah. Now Lodge is a big team, isn't it? I mean, you've got you know thousands of properties. What percentage of your business? And we've discussed this with Harrison in the past as well, down in Tommy's, and, and, and with his success, how, how they got started. What percentage of your leads actually come from the actual database of landlords? Yeah, I don't have that percentage at my fingertips, but um, we do. We do obviously get a lot of people owners buying multi properties yeah. as well as referrals as well from from owners yeah. um i guess in terms of my leads we're looking we've got a huge sales team as well so mm. a huge sales team and we've just upped their incentive as well too so we've, we've given them a really nice grunty package in order to send their business our way are you, allowed to not... are you allowed to disclose that just as a you know because that i think sometimes in our industry we we struggle about these referrals. Some companies seem to be really keen on it. 
and 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 others just you know yeah because Addison, do you do referrals uh, in terms yeah, of a, yeah a we referral pay fee? our agents for every referral they give us but only only if we sign it up uh, yes. and manage to rent the house not just if they give us an appraisal yeah what so, do you, so what do you guys pay we, I'm cheap. We only pay two fifty, but I am looking at increasing it because some of my competitors pay real estate agents one week's rent. So, mm, you know. What do you, what do you do, Nick? Yeah, we've just increased it to a thousand dollars, so we give a thousand dollars of property, and that was just a really big drive to, and it's worked. It has really, really worked. Um, yeah, it's just made them push like owners our way it's made them follow up like I'll have phone calls from the agents now being all like oh did you did you manage to get them over the line and if I'm like oh they're still thinking about it they'll follow up with their clients as well and say hey you know you really need to get on to Nick and you need to yeah it's given them a lot more motivation if you think about it though the the timing of something like that is is brilliant because a lot of agents at the moment are struggling you know uh, I I mean you know and a lot of them would look at this if I was an agent that was struggling and mean 10 referrals in a month you know that's that's um you know that's a good good we uh ten thousand dollars will I'll do the math for you um, <laughs> yes I've got that David uh, so no, but, but but it's a good I mean the timing is really good for something like that isn't it and and I mean what would you pay? You guys all know what you'd pay for that if you yeah. bought it on the open market. Oh, exactly. Um, I mean you're paying probably nine grand for most properties now, um, uh, if you bought the portfolio. Nick, was yeah, that I- sort of bought out because like obviously like the relate the sales team is clearly like a big source of leads for you guys. And was that sort of done because you'd noticed the leads from the sales team had sort of dropped off sharply and they were say were they funneling them to another agency or something like that? Or had, yeah, what's, what sort of drove, I guess, you guys to review that? Yeah, I think there were a few things. A, it had stayed the same. It had stayed at $250 for a long, long time. And we all know $250 10 years ago is not $250 today, right? So yeah. that that was that was a big a big reason. Um, it's probably made, especially the um, the agents that are primarily working with buyers, and they might not, you know, they might not have their big databases, and they're not doing the volumes. It's really like turned it around for those guys. They're they're digging in and kind of going. If you're buying and you're buying a investment property, you're only going here. Whereas before, it might have been like they got the sale or whatever it was, and it didn't really. You know, it, it was kind of neither here nor there for two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. So you, you're but, working it out. If you're paying two fifty, and I've gone up to to a thousand, so that's an extra five, basically. You know, for one management. Um, it'd be interesting to look at. It. Clearly, it's working. Clearly, it's working. Um, I mean, have you seen? I won't ask what percentage. You may not have it at hand, but how significant increase have you seen? As a referral now from the sales team, the, the, and, and I suppose the other benefit is there's no risk of referring it elsewhere. Yeah, no risk of it referring it elsewhere. Um, seeing names before that I haven't seen pop up, you know, that are emailing me and communicating with me. So our our big referrers were always going to stay our big referrers. What I've seen is, I guess, more people, like a larger volume of the agents that previously weren't as active, becoming quite active. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. Why did you choose business development from property management? What made you go from? Because I see that you you were you the top property manager in twenty twenty one or something like that. So you're obviously yeah. you know a dab under it. What made you go from that to uh, BDM? I, I just, I kind of needed to add more to what I was doing. I I mean, I loved property management and I obviously love it to stay in it, but I just needed to, I guess, keep growing and developing myself and my own skill sets as well. So, and I just, I was kind of bringing on quite a lot of new managers and when I was a property manager. So it seemed it was kind of almost a no brainer to make that my sole yeah. focus. Yeah. What's a successful month? Oh gosh, I talk, I talk to Jason all the, all the time about this. You know, we've had some we've had some hard months this year. You know, I think we all have because yeah. the just in terms of real estate, you know, we know that we know that it's been a, a bit tough. But like thirty would be great. Right. Jeez. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. good numbers. Yeah. 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 And that and that's I mean, how is the team of BDMs at large, or is it just is it all on you? It's all on me. It's all on me. Yeah. Right. So, oh, right. sorry, that is not quite correct. It is, I am the only technical BDM at Lodge, yeah. but all of our property managers bring on new business. Yeah. So, if their owners call them and have bought on more properties, then those um, property managers will bring on that business. And mm. it's the same as some of our property managers work directly with some, they've got some existing relationships with some of the sales team. So, that's their business. Yeah. So, so is that you? Is that you bringing on thirty? Is that lodge as a whole as the team? So the team, 30? the team would generally as a whole there or thereabouts. Mm. And then, I mean, last month I had October was good. I had twenty new managers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We've just had a boomer of an October as well. So whether there's something in that uh, September was relatively quiet. October, I don't know if it. I don't know if the election had anything to do about it, and and maybe it did. I don't know. Um, Everyone's a bit sick of the election word, but it, it really felt like, it just felt like a shift, even in terms of positivity and confidence and things like that, that oh. I, I believe it had a lot to do with it. Yeah. It was that it was that 24-hour period where, where you know, the, the election happened, and I, I guess you could argue it was a good result, and then the following morning, morning the All Blacks bet, the uh, the Irish, and I don't know. It was just it, it just felt great. It felt like there's some positivity across New Zealand and this weekend. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. All right, well, we got into. Can I just? We got into a debate last week, Will, and I've just now. What would you rather have had, the election results or an All Black win the World Cup? If you had to choose, oh, is, are you directing that's, that at me or who's that for? Well, just in general, just in general. Election result because it's good for business and the economy. I'd go for the election result. And me too. For... I yeah. feel so bad. <laughs> oh, I couldn't give a shit about the rugby in, 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 in comparison to the election. I mean, you could argue that by winning the well, national, getting the election, we've secured the the World Cup for next next four years. So, I don't know. It's, now I'm going to uh, take Will. I'm going to take Will to task here. So, Addison, you remember this when we talked about Winnie getting in? Yeah. Will's prediction was he wouldn't. Your prediction was he would. And he's got to get in, isn't he? He's going to get in. Oh, no, the Maori, the Maori party have, uh, have thrown their hat in the ring. I'll tell you what I'd like to see. I'd like to see, uh, what is the, I forget the term, um, but I'd like to see a Labour national government. Oh, God. 
Jesus. Now think about it for a second. Yeah, the best I mean, national they, they, and the best of labour. I, I, th- I forget what the the word is, but they did this during the war. Um, uh, I think it's all governance or something. But um, you know, I think uh, there's. I was debating this with my father on the weekend, and and there's actually quite a lot of merits to it. Um, and you're definitely locking some long-term good strategies for New Zealand that it, it, you, you sort of take away the whole I want to get re-elected and jostling and you say, like, for the next two years, we work together. Third year, we do do what you want to try and get elected or whatever. But no, I, I think it has I think it has merit. I'll tell you what, now, Alexander, um, meet Jack Team. Jack Team, meet Will Alexander. <laughs> Getting back on topic, um, Nick, I did have some questions, obviously, you know, with bringing on 20, 30 managements a month. Are there any good bits of software or like apps or anything that you sort of have in your toolkit? Because we all sort of know that, you know, property management software out there like Palace, it's fantastic for property managers, but it doesn't really cut the mustard when it comes to being a BDM. So have you got like any sort of yeah tips around what, what you use and what your sort of success sort of software is to sort of get you where you are? Yeah, I will say that 20 is probably quite a good month. But um, yeah, so... I don't, I just haven't really found a CRM, to be honest, that works completely for, just that does everything that we would need it to do. So the system is a bit, I guess, somewhat manual at the mm. stage. And it, I mean, it would be great to have to have something that, a tool that did that. I know the agents use ActivePipe, but I still yeah. don't know that that's, completely where it needs to be in terms of for a BDM. It just needs to be something really quick, easy to use, something that's Simple. not onerous on your time. Yeah. You know, all the software developers out there listening, they're tuning <laughs> in, you know, there's an opportunity there. What do you yeah. use, Hudson? What do you use? Um, so our, our sales team uses Vault RE. Yeah. So I have a Vault subscription for my office, which my BDMs use to do all their appraisals in our database. But then we also use, um, just as like a dumping ground, there's a there's a um, CRM called Bittrex24, and it's completely free. You can have up to a million contacts into it. So we use that as like an online dumping ground of people, um, whether they've signed up to investor nights or newsletters and stuff. And that's where we store people. But then we we pull them, the ones that we actually know own rental property that we're acti- actively appraising are within Vault mm. attached what about to a you? house. What about, what about you, Will? Open uh, Bailey's, the, are they on different CRMs for different offices or do they have a, a uniformed approach? Yeah, fairly uniform. Um, we are just trying to figure out the best way forward, interestingly enough, at the moment. And we use a combination of Vault and Property Suite. Um, yeah. I, I like Property Suite um, because there's consistency there, but I was shocked to find out that it's $69 per person per month is a subscription fee. I mean, that that is... Mm. Uh, is Very expensive. In, well, it's 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 not doable. I mean, it, it, I mean and, and the... It's, so they've got they've got challenges. It's not built the right way for what we need. But yeah, look, yeah. it is. Aren't you, I'm not. A, I mean, um, we don't use anything, and it's a problem. And yeah. um, you know, you can't effectively market or segment database target audience. 
you know what I'm talking about. So there is a gap in the market. I mean, I'm actually looking at IRE BDM again. I mean, I'm just sort of oh, exploring. No, really? Well, I mean, I'm desperate. I tried to I mean, wait although they've redone it, haven't they? Isn't it? Yeah, they have. And there, there is there is a marketing component to it now, and 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 so before before writing it off, I want to explore it as an option, but. Um, I couldn't tell you what is a good tool at the yeah. moment. I mean, we used HubSpot at Renty. I quite like oh, that. Yep. Um, yep, that was that was good. I mean, Drake used that really well. So did Lauren, uh, managing clients. But also, I like the the it, the 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 EDM com- capacity and the ability to communicate um, in that tool was as good as like a standalone product like Mailchimp. Um, yeah. HubSpot uh, again, is something. Yeah. HubSpot is something that you know we use a little bit when from our mailchimp we get leads from a lead generation. Um, yep. Again, Property Suite, but you've highlighted some of the flaws with, with 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 Property Suite there, and I think Alison nailed it on the head. There isn't actually anything really, you know, well, not non, we're not fully aware of something which is out there which can which can do the job. Nick, can I ask you about social media? You I mean I, I noticed that you're quite prominent now on the camera. You're pretty good. You're, in fact, you're very good. You're very good. I mean. Yeah, what do you but say to BDMs? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, what do you say? What what's your advice to BDMs there who who may be a little bit shy of? Well, God, what do we do? What any, any tips and tricks that you can give to to people to getting in front of the camera? It's HMC, so that's our sort of social media kind of company. So it's they come along and they film me and they make me feel really comfortable. So that's. Um, that's I know hex people just film themselves or do you know do that sort of thing but I'm someone who I have a script I've got a um, teleprompter that I read from as well because some of my scripts that they do for me they're a bit lengthy and I might not get to them till that day and I'll have a look and so that that sort of all helps as well and just having I know a lot of people when you're trying to do all of it yourself that takes up a lot of time so mm. for me, I go, it's half an hour. They do the filming, so they might do some reels. They'll put it on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and then I'm done, you know, and they, yeah. they keep it on, they keep it going. So someone's, the, so someone's managing that social media component for you, which is yeah. something to think some of, you know, people go out there and, and probably get lost trying to do it all themselves. I find when you're looking at, um, you know, when you are doing market research and you are looking at other companies, it seems to be quite sporadic. Like they might have someone yeah. who's really good at it for three months and they'll give it a big, you know, hit and then it'll die off and their presence will go completely. So the great thing about this is it's scheduled, it's monthly. And what they're trying to do now is get quite a bit of content in that short amount of time so that they can reuse it or use it, whatever, for different platforms. Okay. Okay. Now, some of the going on to like listing presentations, and and we don't want to give too much away because we've got a whole conference. We want people to come along to the conference and not listen to everything here. But you know, some of the flaws I see in business development is the handover process from the BDM to the PM and making sure all the documents. You've already touched on this a little bit, but what are, again some of the tips and tricks and some of the common issues that you see uh, in terms of the handover process? What are the best tips you can give there? One of the most helpful things is having that handover document. So having a document prepared that is right down to, so I might have, I give the property a rating out of five. I'll give the owners a rating out of five. I will, you know, we'll, we've got like key locations, healthy home status, 
um, any kind of quirks that we've got with the property or with the owners or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, do's and don'ts. So it's a one pager. It's quite quick to do. And then it just sits in Palace as well. Like it gets emailed out to the property manager and it sits in Palace as well. And then I also think it's just making sure that that introduction is really smooth, that I think making sure that the um, new owners know that I'm not going to be their property manager. Sometimes that's a bit of a hurdle because so many property managers go out to 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 get the business. So it's sort of yeah. saying, hey, I'm not going to be the one looking after your property. I get it right 99% of the time. But if, you know, if you've got anything that you're not happy with, then I'm that backstop as well. So, I, yeah. yeah, that handover document's quite quite important and do you follow is there any follow-up from when the pm takes over do you like contact the, the new client say a couple of months after or is it just that's it you're, you're with the pm and you're on to the next one it depends on whether i think if the owner's been a bit high maintenance or anything like that like i'll certainly follow up with the owner and just make sure everything's going smoothly with the property um otherwise if it's just an easy sort of if it's an investor if it's someone that's got multiple rental properties if it's if it's smooth and i've I've got no indication from the property manager that there would be any need to follow up then i kind of just leave it any further any further questions addison before we let will go on to his famous five well, I'm nervous. To be honest, I think they've all been answered. I'm keen for this famous five. Well, yeah. let's not build it up too much. I've got a couple more questions. Um, the I know the lodge is set up. Um, you, you guys work out of the two main branches. Um, and one of my observations of where BDMs are, and taking, taking nothing away from you, um, uh, another example, for example, is the rent shop. You know, the, there's a a big, it's, do you think it's important to have a hub where everyone is based versus like, say, for example, in Hamilton, where you guys are, instead of having the two big hubs, you had 12 branches around Hamilton spread out with, you know, ones and twos property managers. Do you think you would be as successful as you are if it was that structure versus like the hub? So, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question completely right here, but we've got five sales offices as well. Yep. So, and with our with our two offices, I, I quite like the separate branches to be honest, because we we all we all mix and mingle around the branches anyway. I think for me for the sales, so I go around and visit all the sales teams. So I do a monthly cycle. So I do a presentation on their at their meeting. So it's like it's ten minutes, and I do all the stats and everything from rentals for the month before that. That we've got on hand, but are you suggesting, are you sort of asking, would it be more helpful if I was working in with the agents rather than with the team of property managers? No, I'm just, it's it's not, it's a, the, the way the business is structured. So you've got those two central offices where all the property managers are. Um, and I get it that there, there are other offices where sales are. Um, I, I compare it to say the rent shop where they've got that big hub down in South Auckland and um, the BDMs there are, you know, pulling in similar numbers. There's a huge amount of inquiry coming into that centralised hub. Um, mm. I'm just interested to hear, because from my observations, that's one of the common denominators I've seen with very successful BDMs. I mean, Christchurch Harcourts is the same with Megan. Um, Crockers. Big, yeah, yeah, Crockers. Big hubs where you're kind of funneling all the 
uh, inquiry into that versus sort of you know where it's spread out and thin thinly spread across across a region. Um, I'm just interested to, just to hear your thoughts, really. I mean, um, yeah. I guess Hamilton is a little bit different because I kind of say it takes 15 minutes to get anywhere in Hamilton. So from where, yeah. wherever you are, your 15 minutes drive to get from central to any of the other suburbs. Um, What's the population? What's Hamilton? the population of Hamilton, roughly? Would it be, what, I'm half a million? I'm not 100% sure on that. I'm guess I'm guessing 130,000. All right. Well, Addison, let's have a screen. 165,000. 165,000. There you there go. You go. Is there you go. All right. All right. So, yeah, it's a big market, decent-sized market. Yeah, and what we're finding is I think sometimes a reason could be to have, you know, those multi-branches spread out mm-hmm. is foot traffic as well, which we're just not we're just not getting foot traffic now no. coming into the branches. Everything's automated, so I'm not, yeah, really sure yeah. that having presence, I think that the lodge presence is strong enough with the with the sales branches, and if people are around, they'll call into sales branches and ask about property management as well. So. There's a lot of sponsorship as well that Lodge do as well. I mean, it's heavily involved in like Whitecastle rugby. It's a big like rugby, rugby. netball. Yeah, We've netball. We've got the Homes tour coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot we see a lot out there in the community, which is which is really really good. Anyway, we'll have to wind it up. We're going to get Lil uh, Lil Will to to far away with his uh, famous five. Off you go, mate. Going to be a mixed bag this evening, Nick. A um, little bit of personal, a little bit of professional. A little bit of controversial. Um, first and foremost, uh, you have been tasked by Jason to hire another BDM. You need to get a BDM that is as successful as you are. And your two options were David or Harry. Who would you hire? David. <laughs> oh. Ooh. That sealed the deal. I think I think that maybe just because of like the amount of networking that you do. Okay, there you go. Dave, Dave knows no one in Hamilton. He's, he's no, no good out there. No, very he, he'll, get, I, he'll get to the office, pull out the typewriter. I, I once <laughs> went up. I, I actually once went up to David Neborn invited me um, to a lunch before England versus All Blacks test. And, and my dad was over. Me, and my dad came as well, and we had a great day. We had a great day. So uh, yeah, I can network in Hamilton, mate. There you go. Next question. David Nebo, and God Almighty, what a li- what a living legend! It's um, always a fun time. <laughs> oh yeah, more of a serious uh, question. Um, your observations: Are you actually seeing a shift from private to professional based on all the new business that you're dealing with? I can't even speak about this enough. There's, I've had so many private landlords come over recently. Yeah. They, I've got ones that are helping them out from. They've been taken to tenancy tribunal by the tenants because tenants are obviously so much more savvy now. Um, people that they they just can't be bothered. They can't be bothered with the rules and regulations. They don't know where to start to, um, especially if they're not living in town, where to start getting contractors and suppliers, know that they can trust them to do to do the work required and to pay a fair price for it. There's yeah, there's just so many reasons. And I just talk to so many upset people all the time that have chosen to be private landlords. The house has been wrecked. 
this one at the moment, the tenant owed $9,000 of rent. And these guys, they, they just didn't, they couldn't even get a real me, like, log in to mm. get to, like, proceed, like, to apply to the tribunal. So, because they were, they were older and they just didn't know where to start. So, they just kind of buried their, buried their heads and such and ended up with such a, they've got such a big job on their hands. Mm. Well, yeah. there you go. Fascinating, and it's really good to hear it. Um, and imagine what's going to happen when interest deductibility gets brought back in. You know, it's um, the stars are aligning for sure. Um, Jason Warrior has got a bit of a reputation as someone scary. Um, <laughs> is he really that scary? Yes or no? A hundred percent not. I think the thing with Jason, as you know, and anyone who's good should know, you pick up the phone. <laughs> That's he, he can't drum it into us enough, and that's it's. I guess it's if you're not owning up to things, if you're not putting, you've got to get in first and front foot everything. So then that's good. Yeah. Well, good. Stop. Clear it up. He's great. I, I like Jason. I've known him for a long time. He's a great man. So uh, that's cool. Um, so interesting. Uh, interested to note, uh, Renty was introduced into Lodge probably about a year ago. I was part of that. Um, in the last year, or your observations, good, bad, or indifferent? Just just before you answer this, Renzi, one of our key sponsors for the conference. Honest <laughs> <laughs> feedback. No, I think it. I mean, it's it's great. It's I've been using it myself at the moment because I've had some properties come on. It's easy to use. I find it's easy to communicate with tenants. Um, obviously, we were quite a large company for them to come into and us obviously having used IRE for a long time as well there are a few and and different I guess with such a big team like we've got 21 property managers all of varying kind of it's the ones that are fresh out of school like they're great they're on to the technology and everything like that and ones like us we just take a little bit longer to sort of get our head around things and change but I think it's only been a change for the better. Uh, great to hear. It's awesome technology. It really is. We use Renty here at Bailey's and uh, not going anywhere. So um, last question. Uh, who's your favourite le- leader in history and why? Oh, That's really? That's a good question. That's a very good question. I like John Key. I'm a big John Key fan. I thought you were going to say Jason Wall then. No. <laughs> good answer. No, John Key, yeah. Good, good stuff. Why? I felt like he brought character and charisma, and he didn't didn't take himself too seriously either. Yeah. Um, as well as yes. you know, I think that we just trusted him to do a really good job of running our country, and I think yeah, he just, he did that. He did, he did a good job. <laughs> he did a good job. Anyway, Nick, we're so grateful for you joining us on the show, and uh, we're going to see you in a couple of weeks, aren't we, down at the uh, the conference? And uh, yeah, I hope. Be- next questions first to prepare yes yes well that's that's just part of the fun we have on the show you will get questions to prepare i promise you that the you're, gonna, you're gonna be joined by brendan goodwin from goodwins uh, an award-winning two-year on the trot award-winning ryan's pdm and our very own from property brokers suzanne peters who's done an absolute amazing job uh in new plymouth who was formerly from the rent shop and has been with us in New Plymouth for two years and been absolutely killing it. So that panel's going to be a great uh, topic. It's going to be a great hour or so. 
And uh, the awards have now closed. We had an influx of awards, apparently. On We don't know how many awards come in. Um, me and Addison completely stay out of the awards. It's all facilitated by Professor Graham Squires and his committee. Uh, but apparently we had quite a lot of awards came in at the 11th hour. So that's going to be very exciting to see who wins that. The tickets are still available. Make sure that you get on and uh, get your tickets. There's not long now. And uh, we we're looking at the floor plans. Everything's getting set up. We're so excited. You know, it, it's not far. And uh, can't wait for it. Next, thanks so much for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, guys. Now to you are. Sounds good. Thanks, Nick. Looking forward to Thank it. You. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.